We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, here we go. Salute to NBA Nation on this Friday afternoon. Well, we got the matchup we were looking for. We got Team USA versus Team Canada. The only problem is, ladies and gentlemen, they are going to be playing in the loser's bracket because Germany and Team Serbia had something to say. And the USA-Canada gold medal title game, the hopes and dreams, has been shattered. Today's show is going to be called Shattered Dreams. But we're going to talk about it on the number one show for the fans by the fans. You are watching the NBA Report, and you're also watching Knicks Fan TV, the simulcast. CP the franchise here. And uh, boy, oh boy, our... Canadian and U.S. friends have to come to the table on this show. We're going to leave the phone lines up, 657-383-1509. Definitely want to hear from the people today. The Knicks Fan TV Discord is available, and also the NBA Report Discord is available. Let's talk about it, man. What happened here today? Let's start with Team USA. They're taking on Germany, and this game by the half, was pretty much neck and neck. Pause. Both teams shooting the cover off the ball. USA going into the half shooting 61% from the field. Germany going into the half shooting 56% from the field. So the question was going to be, who is going to blink first? Who is going to step up and get a stop? Well, We know from this game, despite the score, it was not Team USA because they were dreadful. They gave up 113 points in a 40-minute game to Germany. This is your your NBA team, your NBA stars, for the most part, good, good players. But you gave up 113 points to Germany. Where was the defense, Team USA? Our defensive player of the year, Jaron Jackson Jr., nowhere to be found. Absolutely nowhere to be found. Three rebounds, no blocks in 18 minutes on the night with eight points. The perimeter defense, absolutely atrocious. From Reeves to Brunson, whoever you want to name, they got shredded. Shredded. And Germany, was they were able to use their size and they decimated this Team USA team. Straight up barbecue chicken. Every time. Are you going to switch? 
Get to get the mismatch. Oh, they were hunting Austin Reeves like he was a deer. Straight up getting hunted out there. And they got smoked. They got smoked. Franz Wagner was in his bag. Good player. I love his game. Orlando's got a good one there. Franz with 22 points on 7 of 18 shooting. Five rebounds. You give up 21 points to Daniel Tice, ladies and gentlemen. Daniel Tice, 21 points on 10 of 15 shooting. Yeah, Daniel Tice looking like Joel Embiid out there. Wow. And then you had Andreas Ops, who was lights out, man. 24 points, 6 of 11 from the field, 4 of 8 from downtown. It just seemed like, especially in the second half, he hit dagger after dagger after dagger. And really hurt this USA team, man. Really hurt him. Now, for Team USA, luckily they had Anthony Edwards. They had Ant-Man. And he did his best late in the game to bring them back to life. Ant-Man certainly turned up. He was in his bag the whole game. I mean, some of you guys think he was ball hogging. I guess. But he was also in his bag, man. I mean, Anthony Edwards is just, he's going to be a terrific player. But the biggest, the turning point of the game was when Team USA found themselves down by one based on the Ant-Man comeback, and Germany runs a sideline out-of-bounds play to Andreas Ops, who runs off the curl, shakes Tyrese Halliburton, and finds a wide-open corner three, which put them up by four. On the ensuing possession, you had Isaac Bonga blocking Mikhail Bridges at the rim, and then Schroeder comes back down and knocks down a jumper. And then a turnover by Anthony Edwards on the next play. That was the big one. That was absolutely a big one there. And, and that was all she wrote, man. The USA could not get a stop to save their life. Could not get a stop. Couldn't do it. And so they find themselves going home. And they find themselves going home there. They could not... Get the stop. And that was it. When Schroeder knocks down that shot there, it's 113-107, 40 seconds left. That's the game. See you later. Once Ops made this three, it was they, they Germany went up by four. Bridges gets blocked by Bonga. And then Schroeder comes through and knocks down the mid-range, puts a dagger in their back. Out of there. Now, questions. Uh, a lot of people were looking for Walker Kessler, the Utah Jazz fans are besides themselves right now. Where was Walker Kessler in this game? And they have a legitimate gripe, as well as those who are questioning it themselves, the non-Jazz fans. This USA team, they're as, as skillful as they were, as talented as they were in, in many respects. They are small. They give up boards. They are woeful. They lack size. Give the kid a look, Steve Kerr. You're getting abused by the Germany bigs. You've been abused by the Lithuania bigs. You've been abused by the Spain bigs. You got to give it a look. The FIBA game is more physical. Jaron Jackson Jr., for as good as he is as a defender, when he wasn't, he wasn't tonight, as good as he is as a defender, does not rebound the ball well. So you've got to fight fire with fire. And they didn't do that. They lost the rebound in battle by two. 50 points in the paint. 
for Germany. And how about this? On Germany's 12 offensive rebounds, 25 points in the paint. I mean, not in the paint, sorry, correction. 25 second chance points. How about that? 25 second chance points. You got to get on the boards. You got to get on the boards, man. This German team, they were just way more active and they executed. They were way more active and they executed. I didn't think this Team USA was on their A game offensively. Ball was stuck in the mud. And for Germany, quite the opposite. Clicking on all cylinders, man. Daniel Tice. <laughs> Daniel Tice. He was good. He, I thought he was good all tournament. You know, no disrespect to him. I thought he was good all tournament. But damn. Daniel Tice gave you 21 and 7. So, you know, you, 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 you saw in the exhibition matchup between these two teams that the size was an issue for USA. It was against Spain. It was in the loss against Lithuania. So now here you go in a semifinal game against an undefeated Germany team. And it's the same issues. So why not go to Walker Kessler? Shout out to Marco Stoyanov in the chat. His, his team, Serbia, won. We're going to talk about Canada, Serbia in a second. I thought another big piece of this game was that coming out of halftime, uh, Germany, the third quarter, Germany owned it. 35-24, to 24, they outscored the U.S. team. Kicked off by a 6-0 run. That's tough. Especially when your defense has been abysmal all night. That put them behind the eight ball, and then they had to play catch-up ball for, uh, for the rest of the way. You had to play catch-up ball for the rest of the way. So, you put it all together, and you have a stinker. You're, you're going to play for third, for the bronze. You're going to play for the bronze. All right? Now, I'm going to pull up the Steve Kerr post-game reaction. Here was Steve Kerr. After the game, let's hear from the coach of Team USA. So to everybody in the chat, hit that thumbs up on free boys. Here's Steve Kerr. Here we go. These these games are, you know, means the uh, the game has, uh, you know, been globalized over the last 30 years or so, and um, uh, you know these 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 games are difficult. This is um, it's, this is not 1992 anymore, um, and so players are better all over the world. Teams are better. And uh, it's um, it's not easy um, to to win a World Cup or an Olympic Games. All right, so that was head coach of the USA basketball team, Steve Kerr, and his reaction said it's not 1992 anymore. Well, it hasn't been for quite some time, 30 years. It hasn't been for quite some time. We know that the world has caught up to Team USA, and. I don't know how you guys feel. I mean, how do you guys feel in the chat right now? Are you surprised about this? I'm seeing NBA insiders talking about this was a failure. I'm not surprised. When we previewed this tournament on this show, whether it's NBA Reporter or Knicks Fan TV, hit that thumbs up on free boys, subscribe to the channel, share this video for the algorithm. We talked about the fact that, look, it's a couple of things. The world has caught up. You have teams out here that have the chemistry, Spain, Lithuania, Germany. And this USA team is 
for lack of a better word, putting their B team out there. And that's no, not to disparage these guys. They played hard. They fought. They played with passion. They played with a chip on their shoulder. Maybe not with this game, but for the most part. They sacrificed and, and flew over there to, to uh, the Asia-Pacific region to put on for their country. Give them credit. But it's, this wasn't the USA's top-notch talent. So therefore, as the world is caught up and have more chemistry and can play physical and can match you in size and have some NBA quality talent, you can be beat. You can get knocked off. So I'm not, I, I would, far from a failure because I'm not surprised that they lost this game. I thought Germany was going to be tough. I've watched Germany throughout this tournament and this Team USA team has shown their weaknesses and vulnerabilities and it showed up here tonight. But they did what they had to do. They qualified for the Olympics. You get the B team out of the way. You get the A team in there. <laughs> For, for 24, and we go. And speaking of A-team, you can bet that as soon as Grant Hill gets back on U.S. soil, the first place he's going is to Philadelphia to go see what's up with Joel Embiid because there's going to be an arms race for Joel Embiid for the Paris 24 Olympics. It's in Paris. USA is going to be after him. France is going to be after him. And maybe Cameroon. Does Who does he pick? Who does he pick? You got to believe France, after getting embarrassed this past tournament, this tournament, they're going to be hard after Embiid, and obviously Wembenyama is going to be playing as well. We'll see how that, how that, how they fare from there. They need some more guard play. Need to get a little bit better there as well. But the point is you need size. That's what the USA saw today. That's what Canada saw today. Size matters. In the FIBA tournament, you got to get on the boards. You got to establish yourself in the paint. You need a post presence. Show me the guy in the Team USA team who has any semblance of a post-up game. Brunson might be your best post player. And speaking of Jalen Brunson, shout out to Captain America. 15 points for Jalen Brunson. 4-9 from the field with 7 assists. Well, shout out our Knickerbockers who were playing in the, in the tournament. 15 points, 7 assists, 4-9 from the field. Got benched in the fourth quarter. What do we think about that? A lot of people were, were questioning why was Halliburton in there over Brunson. What do you guys think? I think Steve Kerr was trying to get a stop. I think he was trying to, they needed stops. You had an off, offense out there with Ant-Man, you had to get stops. Halliburton didn't get the stop he needed. The three-pointer in the corner from Opst sunk, sunk the ship. So I can understand the, the questioning of Brunson getting benched, but I also understand why Kerr went that way as well. It didn't work. Didn't work. And speaking of our guy, JB, Captain Clutch, here's what he had to say short and sweet about uh, USA's effort today. Here it is. Uh, Jalen. Uh, how do you think about your performance tonight? Terrible. Plain and simple. Uh, Jalen, uh, how do yeah. you think about your performance tonight? Terrible. Plain and simple. All right, there that is. JB doesn't mince words. Does not mince words. They were terrible. 
They were terrible. 469, I see you on the line. We're going to get to you. Call us up, 657-383-1509. Or you could hit us up on the Knicks Fan TV Discord for those of you watching on Knicks Fan TV. Or you could hit us up on the NBA Report Discord for those of you watching on the NBA Report. Whichever platform you are watching this simulcast on, go ahead and hit that like button. Hit the share button. Subscribe to the channels. We need that for the algorithm. We need your support. So... For my USA fans, what do you guys think? Is this a failure? Is this a setback? How do you guys feel about it? I want to know whether you're going to call in or if you're watching on the replay, salute to the replay gang, leave a comment on this video. Let's go to area code 469. 469, what's your name? Where are you calling in from? Yo, yo, yo. Yo. Michael White in Dallas. Michael White, what's good, man? What do you think about this USA loss? Is it a failure? What do you think? I know it's not a failure. We always, uh, I mean, that's our second team. I mean, where was LeBron? You know, where's yeah. KD? And, uh, you know, the thing is, you know, we come from an AAU culture, and these kids have a European culture, which is different. They stay together. Those teams are together for two or three different uh, Olympic games. So I think we're going to have issues in the Olympics if we don't send the right guy. Yes, I, I agree. And look, you, you have to expect that, you know, Grant Hill and these guys, they're going to regroup and bring their best players. I think some of these, some of these guys from Team USA will be brought back. Yeah, if they want, if they have to, if they commit, right? I think Ant Edwards will make it. Bridges, uh, I think Brunson will still go back there. Even Triple J. But then you're also going to be looking at, first of all, Stephen Curry hasn't played yet. Is Stephen, is the chef planning to go to France next year? Is KD going? Uh, Devin Booker, Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum. I would expect those guys to be ready to go and hit Paris next summer. And like I said, is Joel Embiid going to man the center position for Team USA? Because they're going to need some size. They're going to need it. Appreciate the call, man. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. That's my guy, Michael White, franchise channel member. Salute to all the franchise channel members out there. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Okay. So that was Team USA. Again, we're still going to take calls on Team USA. 113 to 111, they will head to the bronze medal game where they will tango with our friends in the north, 
Team Canada, man. Yep, the Cinderella run. Or not so Cinderella, but the historic run, rather, has come to an end for Team Canada as they lose 95-86 to to Team Serbia. And a couple of takeaways, a couple of my takeaways from this one. Number one, the game started too damn early on the East Coast, so I caught the replay. I was on replay, gang. I caught it at about 7 o'clock, 6.30, 7 o'clock. Started at 4.45. Who's waking up for that? A couple of things. For Team Canada, it starts with the head of the snake, and that is Shea Gilgis-Alexander. And a couple of things happened here. Twofold. He picked up two quick fouls in the first quarter. That impacted Team Canada, especially on the offensive end, as he is their engine. I thought it, it, it impeded their flow offensively. And had them really scrambling. And then defensively, give credit to Serbia, man, because they clamp, tried to clamp down on You're not going to stop a guy like that, but they really, really did a great job defensively on Shea Gilgis Alexander, man. They took on the challenge. They rose to the occasion and, uh, and really made it a long day at the office for him. Especially this guy here, Alexa Avramovich. Avramovich made it very tough. For SGA to uh, to execute out there, I lost the video of SGA getting uh, given up the steal there. But yes, they they made it very difficult for him, man. They they made it very very difficult for Shea Gilgis Alexander, and so he had a long day at the office. And overall, Canada's defense, which had been one of the best in the tournament just wasn't there, man. Give credit to Serbia once again. Uh, they were very efficient in their offense. They attacked. They played with their size. They played through their big man. And then Bogdan Bogdanovic just absolutely cooked for 23 points. Came up big for his country, man. Remember, this is a team that's playing without, without um, the big man, Nikola Jokic. This is a team playing without Jokic. So give credit to them, man. They were great. 95 to 86, they come up big. They they won the rebounding battle. As I said, they used their size, won the rebounding battle. 33 to 22. 12 second chance points, 46 points in the paint. 30 points from the bench. And that was all she wrote, man. But I thought, I thought a big turning point in the game came as early as that midway point in the first quarter when you had to take out, say, Gilgis Alexander, but then Jordy Fernandez substitutes the entire bench. And at that point, Serbia just goes on a run and never looked back. Never looked back. Biggest lead for Serbia was 17 points tonight. So that was unfortunate. It was unfortunate for Team Canada. But with Shea Gilgis-Alexander picking up two in the first quarter, I thought that threw them off their rhythm offensively. And then defensively, they were also impacted when Dylan Brooks picked up three fouls early in the third quarter. So he had to sit down. And because remember, you only have five fouls in this thing. So that was unfortunate. And, uh, you know, they did call a lot of fouls on Team Canada, and Jordi Fernandez seemed to have a little bit of an issue with that. But give credit to Serbia because they were moving the ball well and very aggressive offensively, man. They were hungry. They were hungry, and they took it to this Canadian team. 
I thought they took advantage of Canada's bench. Six turnovers for Canada in the first quarter alone. They were not crisp. They were not crisp. So that was tough, man. And I have here, I think uh, Dylan Brooks rather picked up his fourth foul in the third quarter. So that wasn't good. So shout out to my guy Marco Stoyanov repping Serbia in the chat because he was certainly happy about their uh, victory. Here was Team Canada coach Jordi Fernandez on the loss. This is from my guy Aras Madani who covers Team Canada uh, from Sportsnet. Here's, uh, here's Jordi. Well, Jordi, obviously not the results you wanted. What was the message to the guys afterwards? Uh, that we got to bounce back. Uh, we got to uh, learn from this loss and go get a medal. I think that if we all get back to Canada with a medal, it would mean a lot for the program, for the people, and for this group of guys that have been working since August 1st. Serbia just kept coming over and over again. What was your assessment of what happened? Um, you know, they fought really hard. I think our guys played hard, too. Um, the problem was defensively, we've been a really good defensive team. Uh, today, we didn't have problems to score. We scored 86 points with good percentage, but we couldn't defend anybody. We couldn't keep anybody in front of us, uh, and we couldn't finish possession. So uh, we lost the game on defense. Uh, we'll watch it. We'll learn. We'll get better, and we'll bounce back. I mean, the hallmark of that defense is aggressiveness and physicality. How much of the foul trouble early prevent the guys from maybe being as aggressive as they wanted on the defensive end? Yeah, officials are part of the game, um, and we're never going to make excuses. So, you know, these things happen. Uh, we have to learn and adjust, and, and next game we're going to come back and bounce back and be better. You talk about the opportunity at a medal. To get these guys back up, what goes into it to make sure they're ready for Sunday? Just show, show them the reason why and get them excited. Uh, show them the reason why we lost, that it's controlling what we can control. Um, no matter what other excuses you can have, we're a non-excuse team. And then tell them about the uh, importance for the country and the program and themselves to get to win a medal. And, and then we can go home and, and get some rest because these guys have done a great job working. All right, so that was Team Canada coach Jordy Fernandez. And look, like you said, man, their defense did not come to play. But I also thought um, Serbia did. Uh, I thought Serbia w was excellent out there. And th this was a video I wanted to show from Bogdan Bogdanovic on the team's approach against uh, SGA. Bogdan Bogdanovic, who was one of the heroes of this game, here was his thoughts on the team's approach against Shea Gilgis Alexander. Here he is. He had one guy, Alex Avramovic, who was watching his tape for last two days, highlights every game. He said, trust me, I'm going to steal one ball and I think he stole two. So props to him, props to all the guys. Unbelievable win. Yeah, so there that is, man. They, they were hungry, man. They wanted it, man. And they went out there and executed. Without their guy, Nikola Jokic. So what about that team at full strength, man? I'm telling you, everybody in this world game, if everybody brought their top talent, it's, this could make the tournament even better. I mean, I was into it for the fact that, obviously, as a Knicks fan and, and covering the Knicks and covering the NBA, 
Team Canada and Team US were of particular interest. But on the global scale, a lot of these teams came with some talent, man, and have a lot of potential if they were to bring all their talent to the world stage, whether it's Olympics or future World Cups. Now, all was not lost for Team Canada because for Knicks fans, our guy... R.J. Barrett did his best to keep his team alive, man. Team high, 23 points on 8 of 14 shooting, 3 of 8 from downtown for R.J. A little slim on the boards. But, you know, for R.J., I, I thought that, uh, you know, he, he had an R.J. game. When things are clicking for him, he's able to attack downhill. He's able to get his shots off at the basket, knock down a couple of threes, get to the free throw line. He was 4-6 from the charity stripe. Thought it was a fairly good game for R.J. Barrett leading his team when SGA didn't have it. But it was all for naught, man, because uh, Serbia was just that much better. Serbia was just that much better, and they were able to pull away in the fourth quarter, and that was all she wrote for Team Canada. So uh, for my Canadians, hey, you know, my Canadians have been tapping in to the NBA Report and Fan TV for the number one coverage of Team Canada. Go figure. We, we are that source for a lot of teams, even if they don't directly support our teams. What do you guys think? What do you guys think? Are, are you let down? Do you feel embarrassed? Do you feel like it was a failure? I think this was a good run by, by Team Canada. They came here. They did what they needed to do. They qualified for the Olympics. They put the program back on the map. And now they head for 24. And again, I want to see that team. At full strength. I want to see Jamal Murray playing that game. I want to see Matherin. I, w- I want to see Wiggins. I want to see all those guys playing for Team Canada. I want to see Team Canada go to the dance with a full squad. Full squad. But they had a good run. And, and their defense up, up until this game was, was great. That's, that's what really paced them in this tournament. They were able to get down timely shots. I mean, they still shot the ball. They shot 48% from the field, 37 from downtown. It wasn't all for, for naught, but it's just they couldn't get into a rhythm early with Shea Gilgis-Alexander picking up the foul trouble and Serbia playing excellent defense on them. And Serbia was able to really capitalize on that, get out ahead, feel confident about themselves, and they just kept it rolling. They just kept it rolling. So... We'll have to see how Team Canada regroups and comes back into the dance. So to everybody in the chat, hit that like button, hit that thumbs up button for you boys, hit that share button. CP the Franchise here, checking in with you guys on Knicks Fan TV and the NBA Report, a simulcast for the number one fans in the world. Uh, Let's get to the Discord. I see my guy LD loading up in here. LD, you're live and direct. What's good? Yo, what's going on? How you feeling? I'm good. I think this is beautiful. I think mm. it's amazing that we went out this way. Mm. Because the gentleman, I think his name is Laz or whatever his name is. Yes. Sprint comment about USA versus the world. Is <laughs> it a world championship? <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, yeah we hold, go. On, hold on. Hold on. Some, some may want to dismiss it as this is just FIBA. That's fine. Y'all can do whatever you want. But I think as Americans, we have this ego from yeah. like the 1992 dream team. Yeah. That basketball is still the same, and our ISO players are just the best in the world. Yes. That's fine. But the truth is, if you looked at all these teams that played basketball in this FIBA tournament, majority of them had like a bunch of six foot seven, six foot nine Josh Hart's. Mm-hmm. They just got on the court, got to work, and did what they needed to do to win a game. Mm-hmm. Point blank, right? Yes. I'm yeah. actually glad because I'm a defender of Eric Spolstra, Steve Kerr, and Ty Lue. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they actually lost in this tournament because 
number one, I'm sure they took the job to go see what the world looks like and mm-hmm. playing basketball right now. And then the other thing that I keep hearing is about us sending our best players, Steph Curry, Paris, mm-hmm. Donovan Mitchell, Tatum. I wouldn't bet against the team stacked with a bunch of stars, but I don't think that yeah. proves anything about the quality of basketball in America anymore. And Kobe Bryant spoke on this years ago. Mm-hmm. We're just we're just going to assume we're sending a bunch of ISO players mm-hmm. no, who can you just can't. dominate an ISO. Can't do that. Yeah, you can't do that. Like no. these teams are playing full basketball. Yeah, complete. Right, and I'm so glad we lost this way. I don't consider this a B team. I consider this some of America's best young talent. If we're looking at the if we're looking at the, the rosters in the in this league now, when you're looking at the best players, a yeah. lot of them are not from America. Yeah, that is correct. That is correct. A lot of them are not American. Yeah. You yeah. know? So this is I think this is beautiful for us as a country, as as a country of basketball fans, but for the Knicks specifically, it's amazing. Mm. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, man. Pre- you know? pre- appreciate the call, man. No doubt. All right, LD from Brooklyn. Rate that call in the chat, man. What do you guys think? One being facts, five. No, I've, I got, I'm in off-season mode. One being trash, five being facts. It's been a while since we rated calls on this show. I forgot my own saying, but I, I rebounded well, rebounded quickly. What do you think about LD's call? Throw a one in the chat if you disagree. Was that trash? Or throw a five in the chat. Throw a fire emoji if he was on point. What do you guys think? I, you know, a lot of people are going back to the Noah Lyles comments now about world champions and the NBA not being the real world champions. As I said on this show, the term world champions, it's not about, it's not to be taken literally. It is to be taken as a marketing term to coin the grandeur of the moment for that particular sport. The NBA is still the king of basketball. It is the number one league that everyone is watching, just like the NFL, just like the MLB. So in that world, when you are the champion, you are the champion of that world, not not the globe. That's not to be taken literally. It is about, yeah, and some people say, well, it's about American bravado. Yeah, it is. That's what we do. We think that we're better than everybody, and we say so. In all facets of life, that's just it. That's just how it goes. But in sports, those are the number one leagues. Those are the number one leagues. So whether, yeah, yeah, no, it's not literally the world, but that's that's not how it's intended to be. It's, it's marketing. When you're selling the, the hats about world champions, you're selling that your team is the greatest. Go look up why the World Series was termed the World Series back in 1903. Or 1923, whichever. Go look it up. You're selling the sport. But anyway, I I digressed. Um, Look, I I think LD's right. You you still have to, even when you're going into Paris in 2024, you still have to look at this as you have to put a, a balanced team out there. Yes, you want your best. But they have to be able to fit together. They have to be able to move the ball, practice ball movement, get others involved, do the little things, establish themselves in the post, play physical. So you need a good balance of players. You need a good balance of players. And for the U.S., a lot of times when you're throwing these teams together with three weeks' notice, 
a lot of times you're relying on the sheer talent that you're better than everybody and that can get you far but if these other teams have caught up and they've caught up in their preparation in their execution and also in their talent because as ld had mentioned look around the league right now and look at who some of the top stars are in the league your world champion and MVP was Nikola Jokic. Your MVP was Joel Embiid. You have Luka Doncic, who's at the top of the sport. Say Gildas Alexander, another superstar in the making. So the world is caught up. We've known this. It, it's not, you know, this is, we've known this since 92 that the world is caught up. The USA hasn't uh, fared the best in these world championship tournaments, World Cup tournaments. So... That's that. That is that. Knicks fans, Brazil says, I totally disagree with you, CP. I'm really sorry. I love the Knicks. If so, Champions League in soccer is not being European champion, but world champion. Well, they dub it how they want to dub it. It's not applicable. The term, the term world champion and how the American leagues use it is not the definitive way of how it should be used in other leagues around the world. I'm telling you how it's how it's termed here because of how it's marketed here. Again, you guys are using the term too literally. That's not how it's intended to be used. And yes, on the world stage, if you bring everybody, if every team, a country brings their best into this World Cup, I think it would really, really be interesting because now you can truly see who are the world champions. Right. Or do you want to do a tournament where you take your NBA finals champion, you take your Spanish ACB champion, your NBL champion, your France League? You want to put all those guys in the tournament? You're going to have a hard time doing so, but I guess it's possible. But you're really never going to know. It's quite ambiguous. It's quite ambiguous. So. We are going to get the anticipated matchup between the USA and Canada. But guess what, folks? This is what they have in store for you. On your first full football Sunday, you have USA versus Canada at 4.30 a.m. Eastern time on Sunday. Let me know if, you, if, you're, if you're highly anticipating that, if you're waking up for that one. Let me know if you're going to be watching that one. 4.30 in the morning to watch the bronze medal matchup between USA and Canada. To add insult to injury, to pour salt in the womb. We're not even going to be watching it. Maybe my people on the West Coast will tap in after a late night out, late night at the club. You come in, you turn it on and see what's going on. Brutal, as JJ said. Absolutely brutal. 4.30 in the morning. I'll give you guys a little recap. We'll start off at the same time, and I'll let you know what's going on. But if there's any Serbians, if there's any Germans in the house, throw your flags in the chat. Show yourself, because it is your time, and you guys might be up watching your respective teams battle it out for the FIBA World Cup. I'll be asleep, but I wish you guys luck. But if you guys are German, repping Germany, I know my guy Marco Stoyanov is repping Serbia. Go ahead and throw your flags in the chat. 
because they, their teams have created a lot of memories for their fans in this run, man. And speaking of memories, guys, I want you to tap into today's sponsor of the show, and that is NBA 2K Mobile. On NBA 2K Mobile, they want you to create your own memories with your own fantasy team. And that's how it works, man. You, your fantasy team is comprised of five players, past and present, legends, all-stars, current players. And as you level up, when you try out different modes, whether it's a tournament mode, whether it's doing drills, executing different drills, accomplishing various objectives in games, various statistical objectives, or if you're playing the new cruise mode where you create your own player and you're playing in three on three or five on five leagues, you have the ability to get new players with the VCs and with the cards. And when you flip over your cards, you might get an upgraded in, in your player. You could substitute that player out and really build that fantasy team of your liking. So, uh, you know, my team started out a little bit on the weak side. We did have, we did start off with Tatum on the team. And I believe we had like um, DeJounte Murray. We had uh, John Collins, so on and so forth. But as I've been playing the game and collecting these cards, I picked up Kobe. I picked up Damian Lillard. I picked up uh, uh, Bill Russell. So now my team is looking beastly. Now my Knicks team is looking quite formidable in NBA 2K Mobile. So download it on the App Store or on the Google Play Store. It's free to play. You're on your phones all day anyway, so go ahead and download it to support the show and use this promo code Tatum2KMobile to redeem an exclusive Jason Tatum Pearl Tier card. That's Tatum, T-A-T-U-M, 2K-M-O-B-I-L-E, 2K Mobile. Go ahead and do that. Support the show. And we certainly appreciate it, man. Anyway, as we conclude here on today's show, definitely want to appreciate everybody for tapping in. Salute to Al Els. Say word. Greetings from Cologne, Germany. Al Els, a longtime viewer of KFTV, man. And he's been in, in Germany. They, I'm not sure if that's a, if that's a man or woman, but um, they're in Germany and they're repping proud. Let's go, Alex G. Says, go Germany, go Dennis the Menace. Yeah, man, Schroeder's been in his bag. Schroeder's definitely been in his bag. Absolutely. So uh, good luck to those guys. Good luck to Serbia. Good luck to Germany. For uh, my NBA report, I'm the Knicks Fan TV people. We'll be back live. We'll, we'll, we'll do the recap of USA Canada just for ish and giggles. But then we'll be back live getting ready for the NBA season, man. Vastly, vastly approaching preseason. We're a month away from preseason. And then before you know it, we're going to be right into the thick of things. So there we go, man. Enjoy your Friday, ladies and gentlemen. Remember that the shows are available in audio podcast format, man. So if you miss our great live shows, shout out to the Replay Gang if you're watching on video. But you can always catch an audio podcast format as well. All the major podcast platforms, we have you covered. This is the number one shows for the fans by the fans. The number one podcast for the fans by the fans. Whether you're, whether you're an NBA fan or a Knicks fan, this is it. Fully interactive. You can call in. You can get in the chat and engage in respectful discourse. This is what we do here. This is what we've been doing for six years, man. You can trust us. You can rely on us. And we are there, man. So hit that like button. Hit the share button. And subscribe to the channel. We appreciate your support. And we'll tap in with you guys, man. Enjoy the weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, one more thing. One more thing. Totally forgot, man. I totally forgot. I got to salute the Tratocaster. 
on the birth of his new son. A shout out to KFTV Alex. We sending our love to him and his beautiful wife, Dominique, and the birth of their new son. What do you guys think the name of the baby is, man? Follow the Tratacaster on Twitter, at Tratacaster101, and uh, participate, man. His name starts with a K. It ends with an S. What do you think Alex's son's name is, man? Congratulations to Al. Enjoy fatherhood. Welcome to the club, an illustrious club, a proud club. We're happy for you guys, man, and we'll see you soon, man. So everybody in the chat, salute Alex, man. Hail him up on the birth of his new baby boy, man. Shout out to Alex. And once again, for you guys at home, enjoy your weekend, enjoy your families, be safe, and we'll see you, uh, we'll catch up with you guys, man. We out of here. Peace.